Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of Topic Thunder. I'm your host today, Maddie Pawsox at Prime Nerlens, and I am joined today by two lovely gentlemen. First up is Alex Roig from Oklahoma. Alex, how are you doing? I am doing great. Uh, hoping to get this podcast done pretty quickly uh, so that I can get everything ready to watch the final episode of Games, Game, Game of Thrones. And I have been loving this last season. I know some people have had issues with it, but I've loved it. Arya, I think Arya is going to kill Daenerys. Spoiler alert, but maybe, yeah. I haven't watched yet. That's just my take. Oh, okay. Anyways, we also have Jerry Downtown Buckets from Oklahoma as well, at Gerald Amir. I forgot to mention Alex's Twitter. It is uh, at... Let me see if I get this right. Alex I'm going to let Roig, you just go ahead. Yeah, there you go. At Alex Roig underscore NTTB. Yes, sir. Got it. Jerry's Twitter at is at Gerald Amir. Jerry, how are you doing? Doing well, guys. Doing well. Uh, anticipating this episode also. Um, I am going to cry like a little biatch afterwards Gosh. just because it's finally over. Um it's been a long ride, guys. Sort of like a thunder season. Yeah, but uh, I'm ready for the end of it, just like I am every thunder season. So uh, I hope it doesn't end as disappointingly as the every yeah. thunder season ends usually. Well, yeah. we're, we're at least in the conference finals right now. If we're talking Game of Thrones in relativity mm. to the NBA, so I think we're we're farther along in the show. Yeah. Um, speaking of how we're doing, how you doing, Maddie? I'm doing just swell. Thanks for asking, Jerry. Good. What a kind, kind lad you are for asking the host how he's doing. I think that's the first time it's ever happened. I appreciate kind, it. Such a kind lad. Yeah. Kind lad. All right, boys and girls. It's time to get into our topics of the week. First up, Paul George is named MVP and Depoy candidate. Slash oh, okay. finalist. <laughs> yes. Hell that's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh... Funny thing about this is that I saw some tweet going around. I won't say the app, but they were like, <laughs> this is the first time in NBA history that an MVP and Depoy finalist by the same person in the same year has ever happened in the NBA. Oh, my Oops. gosh. Really? And, and one, of, one of our very own at Steve Thunderfan had to very quickly put the facts out. And it turns out there's actually been five other times in recent history, and one of them being Michael Jordan and Hakeem. Yep. Don't know how you missed, forget that. Uh, so it's a very amazing feat to accomplish because mm. six other, it's only happened six other times. Um, so we are very thrilled to announce on this podcast that Paul George is one of the six people ever to have MVP and Depoy uh, finalists. So what are your guys' thoughts? on that 
I think that's awesome. I think it's, you know, yeah. it's one thing that I thought that, at, you know, his little slide at the end of the season completely caused by injury. Let me just kind of put that out there. Not because he disclaimer. Just, yeah. Not because he just decided to go ahead and start stinking it up there at the second half of the season. Um, but his slide because of injuries, I thought were going to affect his chances of even being a candidate for MVP. I thought he would still be a candidate for defensive player of the year. I think that's how mm-hmm. his, his impact has been that great on that end of the floor this season. Um, but the MVP race, I thought, after he got hurt, after the All-Star break, it turned into a two-man race between uh, Giannis and James Harden. And I thought there was no way that uh, they would also include Paul George in that because they have the option of either doing a three-man race or a two-man race. Last year was a two-man race. Um, and then the year before that with Russell, it was a three-man race. And so um, I thought this year was going to be a three-man, a two-man race, and Paul George kind of snuck into there. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I'm going to let my homework come out. And if it wasn't for that darn shoulder injury, uh, we'd be talking about him being in the top two. I mean, straight up. I mean, just the way that he played pre-injury was freaking ridiculous. What was he averaging? Like 36 or something like that over the course of February? It was something just dumb. Um, And I'm just looking at the guy's stats and he fell off at the edge of the season, like we all know. Um, but he still almost shot 39% from three. Uh, mm-hmm. If you go look at his uh, points off of turnovers, he had a career high with almost five points a game off turnovers. Um, that's that's pretty freaking good if we're talking on both sides of the ball here. Um, he averaged, hell, what was it again? Uh... 28 a game this year nope. with Russell. I mean, playing side by side with Russell too. I mean, this was second best this in the league, just, I think. Yeah. Right? One yeah. hell of a season that Paul George mm-hmm. put up and the other guys got to be lucky that he got hurt. I mean, I'm just going to put that out in existence right now. Mm-hmm. He comes back healthy and we stay healthy next year. Y'all watch the F out. Cause we are going to tear some butt talks up. Oh Yes. So the, the thing with George was the, just one thing real quick. The thing with George uh, is that he's still just 29 years old. Like this guy is en- entering his prime. You know, he's yeah. not in his prime yet. He's entering his prime. And you've seen the progression of his career is he's gotten better as his career has gone on. And so, yeah, there will come a point where that kind of plateaus a little bit. Um, but we've seen continuous improvement from his game. Um, and so there's, no, there, you know, there's probably no reason to think that as a 30 year old, yeah, he's coming off an injury, but it's an injury that a lot of players have had and a lot of players have come back from just fine, um, that he should not continue this progression heading into the you know, the meat of his prime of his career. Agreed. Yeah, I, I remember looking up his age and being very surprised how young he is. He seems like he should be 30, 31. Mm. Definitely not. Very young. And still he's an old soul. Time. He's an old soul he's an that old likes soul, to fish. But a young body which is good. That's what we need. <laughs> so chances he wins MVP and deep player. We've kind of already brushed on that. Uh, I agree with Jerry. If he was not, if his shoulder did not literally sever from his body, both I think I, both of them. Yes. I don't think it's a hot take to say that he and Giannis would be neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
because Giannis is, I think Giannis is going to win. I don't think it's any question about it. He had the best record. Uh, his team had the best record in the NBA and his progression from last year to this year has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he still doesn't have a shot outside of like his, his three point shot is very iffy still. And that's a big thing in the NBA now. So I think if you look at that alone, Paul George is an excellent shooter and a good defender and good driving the basket. So, I mean, he's got everything. So me personally, I think he had a chance to win MVP and Depoy. I think that now goes to Giannis and uh, Rudy Gobert, respectively. Uh, but if he wasn't hurt, <laughs> if he wasn't hurt, man, uh, that would have been amazing. So what are you guys' thoughts? We already kind of talked about MVP. But what about Depoy? What do you guys think his chances are, even with the injury uh, of winning this thing? I, d- I do want to say one thing when it comes to MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot like a like a political type. Whenever that third person goes in there, that third person goes in there, and they might start taking away uh, votes from somebody else to cause somebody else to kind of win in a landslide. And I'm not necessarily saying that Paul George is going to garner any second place votes or a ton of second place votes, but I think there will be some people that look at his performance on both sides of the ball, right. Not just one side of the ball, like a certain Mr. Harden, mm. uh, and we'll take that into consideration. We'll say, look, as far as complete body of work, um, Paul George, though he got hurt, probably played more like a second-place MVP finisher than a third-place MVP finisher because of that. And so you may start to see some people, some voters, that actually put him at number two um, and start to kind of take, take votes away from Harden. And I think... Giannis wins in a landslide because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as Depoy, I think Paul George still has a chance. I mean, he did. He he still led Agreed. the league. He still led the league in, in steals. Um, and he still that that part of his game was not affected as much, um, after the injury. And so, you know, him winning the def- defensive player of the year, maybe that's a consolation prize for for being hurt and not not being able to participate in the mvp uh festivities yes yeah no uh i i'm on the contrary of that i thought that his defense fell off a cliff too mm-hmm. um me personally i i thought he was a little bit more sluggish and wasn't willing to fight through screens as much and i mean it's it, it makes sense why i'm not gonna sit there and and bash the guy for it but uh depoy I think this thing, just like you said, is a three-horse race and 33% between everybody. Because um, even the other two, to me, just they don't stick out just a whole, whole bunch and just make me want to be like, all right, first place, first place, first place. Like, if you look at the Jazz and the Thunder, pretty much identical records. What, what was it? A game? Two, yeah. A game and a half, something like that. Um, so it, 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 it's not a lot and. I, I think, just like you said, with him leading the league in steals, I think he was second in deflections. Um, he was top three, at least four in deflections, if not, you know, top two. Um, yeah, I, I think he would have won it by a landslide, but it's going to go, it's a three-horse race, just like I said. Mm. I think any, it can go to anybody. Right, and I, I think there was one point, uh, obviously it probably was during his his best streak uh 
in February, but I think even later than that, he was leading. It was like it was three categories in defense. I think it was steals, deflections, and forced turnovers. I forget what the third one is. Yeah, but, but there were right. three categories that he was leading, and to me, that's like. I mean, if you're a perimeter defender, that's you can't get much better than that. Uh, obviously, Gobert is going to lead in things like blocks and you know, uh, think things that would happen in the post. But as far as perimeter defender, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you can do uh, as far as leading your team. I mean, that that to me is is just as good of a chance for winning Depoy as anyone else. So. I think and, that's the thing that OKC can look forward to in terms of these awards. And also, um, you know, he, he basically guarded usually the best perimeter player that was out there. Right. Um, whether it was a point guard or whether it was a small forward, um, he was usually on the receiving end of guarding that that player uh, for the opponent. So, <sighs> which I think Jan the same thing also, but yeah. Yeah, Giannis definitely was also their best defender. Definitely mm-hmm. had the... But at the same time, he was defending Eastern teams, Eastern Conference teams. So mm. you kind of have to take that into consideration. There's Kawhi. That's true. But, you know, if you look at the West, there's Durant, Harden, LeBron. I mean, there's like a lot of good players in the West. So you got to also kind of take that into consideration with with uh, Depoy. So uh, moving on. Uh, we have some other awards. One, one quick thing. One quick thing that I'm going to say just oh, real yeah, quick. I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited as hell that we have Andre back next season oh, yeah. and Paul George. Um, so who says we can't have two in the Depoy race next year? Why not? So, uh, but I'm excited as hell about that. Just saying. That'd be amazing. I love that. <laughs> I don't know if it's ever happened either, but that would be cool either way. Yeah. So. You don't think there was ever a year? I mean, I don't know, but you don't think there was ever a year where Jordan and Pippen weren't necessarily in, maybe in the top three, top four for uh, defensive yeah. player of the year? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, if Robertson and uh, George are in the same category as Jordan and Pippen, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, moving on. Uh, our next uh, good news of this podcast is that Steven Adams has also been nominated for two awards himself. The first award is, excuse me, teammate of the year. I feel like this is a pretty good one for him. I can't imagine a better teammate than Steven Adams, just his vibe, his energy, uh, what he brings to the team on the court defensively, just like, being the the one who controls where everyone goes on defense mm-hmm. and then off the court, you know, he's a cool dude, very chill. I feel like I would like that on my team. So I feel like he's got a good shot. I don't know about you guys. I like his odds. I, I, I do too. I, I feel like Steven Adams was always the one guy that every time somebody got hurt to the point where they're on the floor, he's, he's the one guy that's there, you know, right next to their head. And I, you know, I remember, I remember Robertson when he got injured and he was right there kind of, you know, right next to his head, kind of comforting him. Um, I remember when uh, Ferguson went down with, with one of his concussions. You know, he was there, kind of the one signaling, you know, for somebody to come over and, you know, come help him out. And so he's always, you know, he's always that guy that's that the comforter, um, the, the big teddy bear um, that helps, helps his teammates out. So, 
you know, that's that's I, I could pretty much see him winning this award. And the one guy that I think that could have snuck in there and maybe won this award was and I know this is blasphemy coming from a a oh, Thunder Lord. podcast, a Don't Thunder show. But I thought Patrick Beverly was a great teammate this year. You know, I thought he was one of those guys that said, you know what, it's us against the world. And that's one of the reasons why the Clippers were able to do what they did this year. Um, so he's not on the so he's not on the list for possible candidates. So I think because of that, I think Adams does win this award. Yeah, Steve O all the way. Uh just to both 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 of what y'all said. There we go. I said that completely wrong, but we're gonna keep <laughs> it going. Okay. Um, yeah, he's he's got to be the best teammate this side of the Mississippi. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Uh, and the other award I think is a little bit cooler. So what's the other one? Glad you asked, Jerry. It's NBA Sportsman of the Year, and I love this award because when I heard it. My first thought uh, was when, uh, who was it on Denver? Um, who's the backup center? Not Jokic. Who's Plumley. Plumley. Plumley, yeah. Plumley, yeah. Whenever uh, Plumley like, basically like rolled over Adams, and Adams, rather than like going up for the bucket, like tried to help his fall. Because if he didn't do anything, Plumley would have like fallen directly on his shoulder or head and severely injured himself. And the fact that Adams, like his first instinct was to go and like help this other teammate that wasn't, or not even his teammate, another player that wasn't on his team. To me, that's like the definition of a sportsmanship play. Like mm-hmm. not, not like trying to hurt other players. He's, he's basically the anti Zaza Pachulia where he like <laughs> tries not to hurt people. That's what so, this award should be called. It should be called that. So, <laughs> anti-Zaza. Anti Zaza award. <laughs> this is we're renaming going, it. We're, we're starting a renaming yeah. that brand. That's going to be the name of this on this show forever and ever. The anti Zaza award. <laughs> so, the fact that he did that was pretty cool. So, I I personally think there's no one else better for this award than Stephen Adams. I don't know who else is going to help another teammate like that. Oh, damn. So this isn't like the sportsman of like hunting and everything because he wears a lot of camo because I thought that's what this was for. He would win that also. <laughs> he would also win that. <laughs> camo and orange orange slides with his face on him. Yes, what yes. If, oh, what, well. if he, what if he won the award and showed up in camo and was like, oh, I thought this was something else. <laughs> what the I'm hell? Bad. Gage ready what, to go. What the hell, yeah. mate? Yeah. <laughs> He's got like a deer, like on a on a like one of those things mounted. that you use to roast. Yeah, mounted. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh man, no, he's he's a great guy on and off the court, straight up. We all know this. Um, I tell you, that lovely thing that you were talking about, though. I really wish he just would have let him die. I mean, <laughs> and that's why you are not the NBA Sportsman of the Year, Jerry. I don't wear enough camo. Sorry. <laughs> I think uh, this, oh, sorry, this, right this award usually it usually goes to an older veteran um, mm-hmm. that has been on a lot of teams that a lot of players like. Um, and um, I think the, there's two guys out there that I think might actually win this award. 
uh, because of because of those precedents. Um, and it's uh, um, Kyle Korver for Utah. He's nominated for it. Yeah, and then also, uh, oh, what's the what's the thick daddy? Jared Dudley, Jared Dudley over at uh, Brooklyn. Oh, J Dud. Yeah, so, you oh, know those guys. Those, all those me. guys have been at least on ten teams. Yeah, uh, so they know True. half the league personally. They have them all on their cell phone. So, yeah, yeah, definitely one of those guys probably gonna win it. But it'd be awesome for for Adams to win it. You know, Adams. Adam. I don't think Adams was was punched this season. So no, he wasn't. That's unfortunate. He probably would have <laughs> won it if he did. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I also think that Adams um, is notoriously good at diffusing uh, situations that are heated. Yeah. So, for example, Robin Lopez in that Bulls game, where he just <laughs> like held held his arm, diffused that situation. He's just good at being a calm mind and a calm presence in areas of conflict. I don't so, think that's I don't think that's calm, Matt. He just literally gives them the Undertaker stink eye. And they just stop automatically. You know when the Undertaker But he's calm. He's calm the whole way through. He's got a calm demeanor. Oh, I don't know, man. He he straight up just gave Brooke Lopez the, or whatever Lopez that was. He just yeah. gave him that look like, please don't. I, I dare you. He's sort of like Arnold he... getting kicked in the back the other day. Ooh. You know, he just <laughs> sort of looks around. <laughs> exactly. Drop kicked. What the hell was that? <laughs> and dude just bounced off of him like Did the dude think he was a wrestler? I don't know. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, brother, I'm gonna go drop kick Hulk Hogan." <laughs> oh man, this is crazy, Africans. Um, <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 good at doing it either way. So I think I think that could help his cause. But you know. It's like Alex said, it usually goes to veterans. Adams is no veteran. He's a very young, young lad. So we'll see if, uh, if that pans out. But we're cheering for him as well as Paul George uh, as we await the Kia NBA Awards. I don't remember when they are. I'll have to look that up. But June, like June 26th. 20, yeah, so it's like, like right after the draft. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Whenever we've com- whenever we've completely forgotten about everything that happened in the season. Yeah, it's like that's way too late, dude. You gotta. Except for Russell's we... trouble double season, no one forgot about that. We were all waiting to win that oh, award. Yeah. That was the most obvious MVP award ever. Like everyone knew it was gonna happen. James Harden. But that's true. James Harden really thought he was gonna win. And and Houston fans really thought, oh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and do a poll and. You know, with media members and seeing by by about a couple days into that poll, they're like, you know what? Mm. Yeah, Russell's gonna win it. Yeah, (laughs) he's got in the bag. So, all right, Coach of the Year. Other awards that do not involve OKC at all. We've got Nick Nurse, Bud. What's his last name? No, 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 not Nick Nurse. Doc Rivers. No. Oh, Doc Rivers. Okay, I thought yeah. Nick Nurse was in there. So Doc Rivers, Michael Malone, and Mike, Mike Bolden, Budenholzer yeah. of go. the Milwaukee Bucks. So, I mean, all of these are good candidates, I think. Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers, especially late in the season, getting his Clippers to where they are. I think everyone thought they were a bust and like trying to tank after they traded for or they traded away Tobias Harris, but they ended up getting the eight seed and giving uh, Golden State 
some, you know, uh, conflict there. And then Denver basically jumping from out of the playoff to the second seed. That's pretty impressive. And so, staying there the whole season. Yeah, yeah, they never they never let it up at all. And then, I mean, obviously not what they wanted in the playoffs, but that doesn't really matter for this award. And then the Bucks. I mean, they were amazing. I think it's very difficult to, well, maybe it's not that difficult, but for Giannis's talent, it's hard to kind of like get the right pieces in there because he can't shoot. So credit to uh, Bud for, you know, getting the right scheme in play and making, unleashing Giannis essentially. So I think they're all pretty equal. I don't know if you guys have like a strong opinion either way. Yeah, but, I think it should only be between Mike Malone and Doc Rivers, straight up. Really? <laughs> and that's, anything, bud? that's how I feel. Well, no. It, if anybody mm-hmm. wins anything in that organization, it's the GM. Uh, mm-hmm. Their GM literally pieced together probably one that's of true. the greatest teams of the East that we've seen in a very, very long time. When you're just talking about John Hammond, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I forget who it is, to be honest with you. Don't catch me lying. But still, um, the the guys put together one hell of a team. And I could coach that team to where they're at right now, just with the talent that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, It it doesn't take rocket scientists to to unleash that team. And especially the goal that they have in mind. Um, And and to me, it's Doc River, Mike Malone. And I think Mike Malone should win it for the reason of, you know, staying second in a very tough Western Conference and being in the toughest division in basketball. Um, So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at, my hot take on that. And uh, I guess I guess my counter cold take to that (laughs) is I completely disagree with that. I think uh, I I don't you know, if if we really believed that coming into the season, the Bucks were going to be this greatest thing ever in the East. Um, I think a lot more people would have picked them to be to finish first, mm-hmm. and I think a lot more people were picking Boston, were picking Toronto, were picking even Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. were a lot, you know a lot of those mock kind of uh, how everything's going to shake out had the Bucks finishing about fourth uh, most of the time. Yep. yep. Um, and so I, I think Coach Bud, even though you know that team is is that that team has been has been constructed over the last couple years. You know that's that's kind of where. Like you see the Thunder sometimes, you see how they've constructed around Russell Westbrook over the last three seasons, and then you see the Bucks and how they've constructed around uh, Giannis over the last three seasons, and it's very much contrast styles. Like you know, the the Bucks put out a whole bunch of three point shooters with Giannis, knowing that Giannis is not a great three point shooter, while the Thunder. They haven't really done that, you know. The, yeah, they yeah, they yeah. got Paul George, who's a, who's a great three point shooter. But as far as role players around there, um, they've tried it and it hasn't really worked out. Um, and I think Coach Bud, coming into this, you know, got to remember this is his first year, and a lot of this team that's here this year was a lot of the same team that was there last year, and so they were very disappointing last year. And so this year they've come in and they, you know, they're the best team in the league. Um, they got more than likely the end. MVP and Bud has, you know, Coach Bud has kind of put in a system that works around the parts that they have. Mm-hmm. So he's my, yeah. he's my coach. He's my coach of the year. Yeah, I think I agree with you as well, Alex. I think I, I actually pulled up the <laughs> GM survey. Uh-huh. <laughs> and 
it turns out that 40, let's see, so 90% of GMs picked Boston to place first. So wow. way off on that one. <laughs> 50% said Toronto would be second. Pretty correct. 53% Philadelphia third. And 47% Milwaukee fourth. So a huge, huge jump from Milwaukee and a huge dip for Boston. So they basically just switched the two. And that's that's what you got for the reality uh, for the season. So Milwaukee really came in with very, not like low expectations, but just sort of like mediocre expectations. And they super succeeded and in, in in surpassed those expectations. So I think... Obviously, the GM matters, right? Like, we know Sam Presti is a genius at what he does, and he helps the team. But it's very easy as a coach to kind of, like, mess that up and not, not actually execute what your GM wants to happen. So I think he deserves some credit for, for you know, not only keeping the team that the GM wanted, but, like, maintaining it through 82 games. It's like, it's like a cook. It's like, yeah. you know... You can have me in the kitchen. You can have Bobby Flay in the kitchen. If you give us the same ingredients, you know, the, the cook different. is the one that puts it all together. And, you know, Bobby Flay's dish is probably going to be a lot better than my dish. And so he's probably the better coach in this exactly. analogy. Exactly. You, you, you want to know the difference between a kitchen and a court? What's that? A hell of a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm That's true. I can't and, argue and I, with those I, facts. I, I see y'all's point in it all. My thing is, I think that the East wasn't as strong as what everybody was giving it credit for, especially the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I I'd lean somewhere in the West this year. I just I have to on a lot of these major awards because you. you had to earn it. You had to go through a gauntlet. That's for sure. That's fair. That's fair. All right. We spent a lot of time on the coach, so we're, we're going to blaze through the rest of these. Um, I think they're all pretty obvious, but uh, most improved player. We got De'Aaron Fox. Calm, calm, calm down there, Tyreek Evans. Calm down. <laughs> you know what? I might as well just pull this up because I was going to anyway. So you guys want to know. <laughs> so just a, a, a little backstory. So, I mean, just the reason I said that is because, you know, Jerry was right here. You know, he said, let's blaze through him. And Jerry was right here, you know, kind of like doing the token oh, sign. They, so. I think they figured it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think they figured it out. So. <laughs> I want to I want to share something with you guys and the listeners. Um, so this GM survey, there's a question on it that says, "Let me find it here." Um, it was for the off season, which player will make the most? I think it was which player would make the most impact during the off season. I'm having a trouble finding. Oh, here. So, what was the most underrated player acquisition? Do you want to know who won that? Who? Tyreek Evans. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so ridiculous? Uh, it's good. It's they good must stuff. have said that after he had his last 90-day chip or something. Golly, yeah. I can't believe that. That was. I thought that was so funny when I was looking through this today. I was like, ha, not even yeah. in the league. <laughs> all right, Parker. so. Jabari Parker was also on that, but what? anyway. Um, all right, let's get through this. these awards. Most improved player, De'Aaron Fox. D'Angelo Russell, Pascal Siakam. My vote, Pascal Siakam. He's insane. I love watching him play. What are you guys' thoughts? Go ahead, Alex. I voted for D'Angelo Russell. Uh, I thought he took, you know, you got to understand, I mean, Pascal, he has a a great team around him. 
Um, and so a lot of the gravity of, uh, you know, on the floor, especially on the offensive end, goes towards Kawhi, goes towards uh, Lowry. Um, and so I thought Siakam did a good job of adjusting to that and becoming a, a force, but as a third wheel, as a third. Uh, but I thought D'Angelo Russell did a good job of taking a team um, that was not expected to be, you know, in, in the playoff hunt. You know, they were expected to be a little bit more improved than they have been. Uh, but I, I think his uh, his leadership, which is kind of funny when you talk about D'Angelo Russell, he was never never seen as a leader. Uh, but he's, his leadership actually helped to spur that team um, into the playoffs and and become, you know, a, a fun team to watch. I had fun watching Brooklyn play this year because of how they played. And and Russell had a lot to do with that. Yeah, so, I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm torn on De'Aaron and D'Angelo. Um, and the reason why I say De'Aaron Fox is that if you just look at him individually, like the strides that he made this season as a leader, his skill set, doing things better, um, he has a better feel for the game this year that you can sort of see, especially on the defensive end. Um, but I love D'Angelo Russell just for the reasons that you said to uh, Alex. I, I love what he did with that team that – Last year was a borderline fringe team to get in the playoffs in the East, and this year sort of <clears throat> put their stamp on it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they got their their asses kicked, but you know they they still got there and they got some growth to to make going forward. So I, I'm just yeah. torn. I can't make a decision yet. I think the Nets are also like way ahead of schedule. I don't. I didn't expect them to be yeah. where they were this season. Well, if you just it. go back to that Celtics trade that they made, who thought that they would have ever recovered from that? They were that was the worst trade I've ever ever seen in my yeah. life. Who yeah, thought I thought, that I thought, I thought this was happened. I thought this was the year that they were finally gonna start rebuilding. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. but now they, they're, they they're be playoffs there. already. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. So so I think I think they only go up from here and yeah, D'Angelo Russell has been a huge part of that. So um uh Excellent, excellent points by you two. But I think Pascal, he's ridiculous. I've been, I think maybe it's recency bias for me, but watching <laughs> oh, Pascal, I, I think Pascal playoffs, wins it. is crazy good. I think Siakam wins it. I think he has the narrative on his side. That's um, true. Yeah. You know, but I think, I think D'Angelo Russell deserves it, but I think Siakam's going to win it. And I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, all right. Rookie of the year. Luka Doncic, Trey Aiden, or Trey Aiden, Trey Young. <laughs> that was a huh, huge a run. Seven foot, a seven-foot center that shoots from 35 feet out. <laughs> With really that bad was, hair. That <laughs> was my Ron Burgundy moment. I was just reading the last names on the list, and I said Trey Aiden, Trey Young, and DeAndre Aiden. The human so, torch <laughs> applies for a bank loan. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like DeAndre Ayton shouldn't even be on the list. It's more of like a Trey versus Luca argument. Yeah. So I I like Trey for the Homer reasons. OU in in his collegiate uh, time, but I think Luca also was the favorite for most of the year. So I think it's you know either way you go is not wrong. Mm. Trey ended the season better, I think. Um, but I, I don't know. What What do you guys think for this? I think Luca wins it just because I think throughout the whole year he he seemed like the uh, rookie of the year. Uh, but I, I thought Trey 
Trey did a good job at the end of the season. And, you know, these, these two will always be connected because of that trade, that draft day trade that they were basically traded for each other. Um, if the media members look at recency bias, I could see Trey Young kind of sneaking away with a quick win, you know, with a close win. Uh, but I do think Luka wins it overall. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I'm going with Trey. And it's just because he was the Iron Man between the two of them, or maybe all three of these guys. He played more games, played more minutes. They actually were in a lot of games over this yeah. season. Uh, I, I don't remember or being able to say the same about the Mavericks. Um, Luca was hurt a lot. You know, when he was good, he was great. But, I mean, so was Donovan Mitchell. You know, mm-hmm. his his first season, but it was just because he hit shots that he wasn't supposed to hit. Same thing yeah. with Luca. Trey's hitting shots that he's supposed to hit. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping Trey, and I hate OU a lot, but I'm hoping Trey. Wow. Yeah. Get that blasphemy off of this podcast. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I literally would be fine either way. I don't really have a preference. I think both of them deserve it. If DeAndre Ayton gets it, I'll be like, the hell? What? What? <laughs> WTF, dog? <But> yeah. <laughs> Either hell way. yeah, dog. Hell yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that makes the cut of the B-roll. <laughs> People actually get that reference. But we'll move on to the sixth man of the year. Uh, unfortunately, our own Dennis Schroeder did not make it. Uh, Schroeder. But Schroeder. 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 It's unfortunate that Steve cannot be here tonight to <laughs> hear that. He'll hear it anyway. But we got Lou Williams, who always wins it, so we might as well not even mention the rest. But just for <laughs> basically, just for the sake of you know giving them some respect, uh, Domas Sabonis and Montrez Harrell also getting shout outs, but probably not, not going to win it. Uh, uh, who do you guys think? Who do you got? Who besides Lou Williams do you think will win this? Montrezl. This is a tough one, actually. I, in my opinion, this you don't is think probably... Lou's got this in the bag. Oh yeah, no. I think Lou's got it in the bag. I don't think so. Really? Ooh, hot take, yeah. Jerry over here. I don't think so. I think I think cover Domas me, boys. And, cover me. Yeah, I think Domas and Montrez have a a shot at this thing, especially if you just look at what defines a six man. And, and I know we, we talked about the definition of this the other day. Um, I really like what the other two do. And I think what they did was great throughout the whole season. So um, I'm rooting for one of the other two. I hope Lou Williams doesn't get it with his perfect hair and very nice goatee. Ooh, it is very nice. Very <laughs> nice. And it's, and it's his two girlfriends that he used to have. I think he only has Ooh. one now, but I mean that's what that's what great hair and you know great goatee will do will do for you. But yeah. I, here, here's my thing. So I do want to kind of shout out Doc Rivers because you know the Clippers were you know they're a crazy team where they allowed their young guys to be starters and develop as starters, um, but then they had these two veterans coming off the bench that were probably Ooh. a lot better players uh, than the starters were. So it's kind of like counterintuitive to to NBA thought process where they had the veterans that were able to produce coming off the bench instead of starting. I feel like it's unfair for Lou to just like always win it. Like he's good enough to be a starter. Just start. 
Like, why do you always have to come off the bench and win this? That's kind of like going. That's like if you're in a like 18 to 21 league, and then you just go down to like the 14 to 17 year old league yeah. and just dominate everybody every single time. It's like that's kind of not fair. Like maybe maybe just go up to your appropriate age range. That's and th- th- this is what we wanted with James Harden, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. True. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> just just put the knife in me. Just go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so Lou Williams will probably win it, but let's let's hope, you know, for former OKC Thunder Sabonis. It'd be cool if you won it, but you know, a man can dream. Screw you, Lou. <laughs> Screw you, Lou. Screw you. Sounds Lou. like you've said that to an old white like Jewish man before. <laughs> hey, my mom's Screw husband's you, name Lou. is Lou. So, yeah, <laughs> so at least once. Yeah, you got some practice <laughs> there. Good. All right, let's let's do a little bit of uh, off-season talk for a sec. Um, I think all of us know, all of the fans know that we need to make some changes this season. Obviously, the way the playoffs ended was not ideal. So there are some things that need to be done, and. You know, based off of our salary cap and the restrictions we have money-wise, it's probably not going to be a big move. We're not going to acquire Anthony Davis, who's being traded. We're not going to get any of these big players. But we do need some improvements on the fringes. And I think what everyone has been saying, and which I think all of us agree on, is that we need shooters. We need people to support Paul George so that he can have some room to breathe on the perimeter and people basically don't uh, cheat on the perimeter to help against, uh, defend against Paul George. So um, as far as our players are concerned, you know, what do you guys think about Terrence Ferguson's jump? Do you think... He's going to get another boost like we saw from year one to year two and improve his shooting even more. Or do you think we shouldn't rely on that and perhaps fill the void where Alex Abrinas was and get a shooter like that in the offseason? What do you guys think? So I think Ferg is going to make the jump. Uh, He's going to do so by staying home with his new birthday gift that I saw on Snapchat the other day. Um I don't know Which if you guys was? seen it. Um, it was a an artificial vagina. Is is that Ooh. is that interesting? Cleared up for you. Um, so he's not leaving. He's not going to the club. He's 21. He's staying home, obviously, and playing with his toy and getting lots of shots up. So he's gonna make that jump this third year. I think what you were saying, where the Thunder need shooters, I think he's gonna be one. Um, <laughs> what the hell? What? Hold on. I mean, you're just gonna say that, and we're just gonna skip over it? Like, I was yeah, going like that transition. What? Yeah, I just. I don't really know what's going on here. <laughs> okay. Well, it it was floating around Twitter, uh, uh-huh. his Snapchat video. So I just thought it was hilarious. My bad. What uh, is it though? <laughs> it's all right. So I'm just gonna be very vulgar here. It's a pocket put. Um, wow! I don't, 
I don't know what that is. We're going to have to label this podcast vulgar. (laughs) Wait, are you trolling me right now? Are you being dead serious, Tierney? I don't know what that is. Yeah, go Google it on your phone in the bathroom alone. (laughs) Uh, Don't do it now. now. (laughs) Um, No, but but I think that Ferg is going to do what he Oh, crap. (laughs) Whoa. Did I just open your world up to something completely new? Well, I knew what it was, but I didn't know that's a name for it. <laughs> well, this this show has just taken a turn. I, will, right. I, I didn't know another way to say it. Gotcha. All righty then. Yeah, sorry. So, um, well, we won't be making any babies that way. Yeah. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no more. Uh, he's going to get lots of sleep and lots of shots up. That's why I'm saying that. Mm. Lots of shots up. Interesting. That's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm I'm gonna stay away from that. Yes. And, I, and I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I, I think Ferguson now has um, a defined role on his team. Like I, I don't think he necessarily had a defined role his rookie season, and so that kind of carried over into his second year. And you know, you you saw the development, you saw the the kind of the formation of his role with this team, with Russell Westbrook, with Paul George, Stephen out there. Um, and so I think he gets more comfortable in that role. I think he practices on the things that will make him better within that role. Um, and I think he comes into his third year. I don't think he's going to make a, a superstar jump or anything like that, but I yeah. think he's going to be a viable starter uh, yep. for this team and a starter that's going to be, uh, that's going to go ahead and attract the, you know, the, he, he's going to be honored by the defense. He's not just going to be left alone. You know, he's going to be kind of like like Jeremy Grant this season. Teams had to guard him. They had to kind of stay on him, or he was going to hit that you know that corner three consistently. Um, so I think he he does develop. And so you know, kind of moving forward in this season, forward in this off season, and and I don't I don't think we're going to make a big move because we can't uh, yeah. unless a team says yes to a trade. The development of Terrence Ferguson will help us get better that way. You know, like we used to do, internal development. Yeah, back in the day. It was fun. It was fun. Good times. (laughs) Old school. Good times all around. Yeah, I think think Ferguson is a starter next year. I just don't see any way we can get um, anything better in free agency. Just with, like you said, the fact that we have... I mean, our money is completely tied up. I think our situation and Philadelphia's situation are like, like the two worst as far as like salary cap is concerned. So, you know, we don't have a lot of room to breathe there. And and I think we got to rely on internal development. And I, uh, you know, I not only hope for Ferguson to jump, but I, I think he will. I think we saw really good improvement. I have no reason to expect any more improvement over the next you know, second to third year. So mm-hmm. um, guards that I don't particularly think will <laughs> improve as much, um, but we don't really need them to are Diallo and Burton. Um, both of these guys are quite young. Um, Hami was our draft pick last year and DeAndre Burton, we I think signed to a 20 or a 20 day contract. I don't know if he draft, what did we sign him to originally? Where was he from? Who's that, Burton? We picked Burton. him up 
off of we bought him, I think, or something along those oh, lines. Okay. But I forget it. if he was he a was he a rookie? No, year? yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was a rookie because he okay. uh, he okay. wasn't drafted, and right. then he went to go play in Korea. Got so, it. Yeah, Got it. He, I, yeah, that's right. I forgot about Korea. Yeah, we okay. signed him onto our our summer league team, and as soon as we signed him on there, we saw we had you know a diamond in the rough. We signed him to a two way oh, yeah. contract. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He he was a great find. Um, but you know, I I think uh, you know, and a uh, friend of the pod, Andrew Schlecht on Down to Dunk said this, and I think I agree. Is that um, OKC isn't really relying on Diallo or Burton to be anything spectacular, and so if their development is not as great as we think it is, that's not a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they're going to i don't see them jumping very very far up that said i had similar opinions about ferg last year and we saw what happened so who knows summer league's gonna be fun to see how these guys develop that's that's something i think we're gonna talk about a lot on this podcast over the summer is hami and burton i think they're gonna make some some spectacular plays and some spectacular stat lines so we'll see we'll see how that goes, but yeah, I, I don't I don't see these guys improving to the point where they're playing a major role in the offense next yeah. year. I think that Burton could potentially, especially mm-hmm. with him and where we were putting him at the four, mm-hmm. um, and sort of the way that he's sort of multifaceted, and I think the kid has that in him where he just wants to get better. It's just. Anytime that I heard him on camera, on radio, whatever I heard him on, he, he has it in his voice. I don't know. I, I think Burton will surprise us this this next year, personally. If, Amy, if, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go I'll ahead. just kind of like piggybacking off you said. If if I'm if I'm Darko Radjakovic, which I think Darko seems like the guy that works with guys very um, closely, as opposed to maybe other other uh, assistant coaches. Uh, but if I'm Darko Radjakovic, I sit uh, Burton down. Uh, thank you, Boomer, for agreeing with me. Um, Hell yeah, dog. Yeah, there you go, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if I'm Darko, um, I'm sitting uh, Deontay Burton down and having him watch P.J. Tucker highlight video because I think that he, that's somebody that um, Burton, with, with his thickness, you know, with the way he played, with the athleticism, um, that he can model his game after and be, you know, very similar to the type of player that he is. Maybe even more so with more athleticism than PJ Tucker. Can you imagine was, if we had a PJ Tucker like player on our offense? That would be perfect. I was actually like the way stretch that and say Draymond esque. Like Ooh. I was gonna say that even yeah. a little bit differently. Um, he reminds me of him. His grit, everything. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. I really like Burton. PJ mm-hmm. Tucker size Draymond Green. There we go. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Excellent all around. But speaking of power forwards and, you know, the lack thereof, uh, we definitely have some needs in that area. And perhaps Burton is one of them. Who knows? It's filled. Yeah. Patrick Patterson's about to be oh, the GOAT next season. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. He's going to be the GOAT at, uh, at the blue and white scrimmage. I can tell you that much. Mm. I mm. can't wait. <laughs> I love Pat, though. So, so yeah. I wrote this. So I, I, I wrote this down. And, and the reason I said that is because, number one, uh, Marquise Morris, more than likely, not coming back. He gone. Uh, he I gone. think that's fair to say. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. Number two, I, I, I think 
and I, and I don't know, but I, I think Nerland's got himself a pretty good contract. Nothing like the seventy million that he turned down in Dallas, but maybe if he can get himself a a four million per year contract, maybe a two year eight million dollar contract or a two year ten million dollar contract. Um, I, I do think he leaves, you know, f- from here to go to that. Um, but you know, say it ain't so. I don't. Yeah, believe it. I don't, you don't believe think, it. You think he'll stay for vet minimum? I, I, to, no, me I, personally, no, no. But d- depending on winning or losing, hell yes. And the teams that want to win are only going to be able to pay him that much. He has to be realistic. His the market for centers that can just play defense really well and you know sometimes shoot well two feet away from the basket. Um, that's diminishing. We all know that. You know the, the game's getting farther and farther out. He's yeah. he's wishy washy at best sometimes on the perimeter. The only reason why I'm saying that is because I think that that market it's shrunk so much over the last two years. I think it's going to get worse this summer as far as the money that gets dished out for those type of players. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like a DeAndre Ayton, right, or a Joel Embiid, or you know, yeah. you're not going to have these guys that can't step out making that much money in my opinion that's just the way i'm feeling about it Mm, and so yeah and so the reason i I brought that up and then i you know and then the next thing that i put on the on our little script was draft talk uh was because everybody thinks that we're gonna go after a shooter in this draft um and it would not be outside the realm of possibility in my head that we would go after a power forward or a center um, to kind of start developing developing them for that role. Man, I didn't know. I don't know why that word came out like that. Developing. Yeah. Human torch. That's human torch. <laughs> scotch, scotch, scotch. I love scotch. Uh, <laughs> I mean, speaking of the draft real quick, before we get totally into it, uh blue garden june 20th alex yeah. and i we're gonna be having trivia there's gonna be prizes out there since you're winning trivia um <laughs> we're gonna have a live podcast going that night uh probably pretty close to our pick um and after our pick any thoughts maybe get some fan reactions to to what's going on uh but that's gonna be on june 20th at blue garden um and I'm sort of with Alex though on this whole thing. The 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 draft, I my heart's telling me shooter mm-hmm. uh, to grab a shooter, but my mind's telling me no, we need to get a four or a five to sort of slide in there and at least have a warm body mm-hmm. um, in case anyone goes down. Uh, so a cheap warm body. Yeah, yeah, very cheap warm body. Um, at the end of the day, and and there's gonna be some out there. We got to be real um probably the 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 top of the top centers you know in the in the country will be about that range mm-hmm. realistically well, well jerry what if i told you that you could have a four and a shooter in hmm. the same person what would you say to that patrick patterson mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i'll do you one better what about Cameron Johnson, UNC, electric shooter. He can play at the four. He's like 6'9". 
and can drain threes. I like Perfect. him. I like Perfect. Cameron Johnson. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he. Perfect. I don't think he's a four in this league at all. Uh, what? No, he's he's, he's too. He's, he's too so small. Tall. He's, he's too tall. He's tall. He's six no. nine. You you need more than height to play a position. Nah, it's fine. You got seven foot two guys that are power forwards now. Like I mean, as far as positionality, and you got six he foot five guys that are centers. Floor. He spaces the he floor. Does. He does. And I, I I like Cam. If 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 Adam Silver goes up there and says with the twenty first pick, the Thunder pick Cam Johnson or Cameron Johnson, I'll be so uh, from happy. UNC, I'll be okay with that. I'll be so happy. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> That's what, see, he's putting his money on Cam Johnson. We can see that. Ah, I, 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 I don't think this has been noticed yet on Twitter, but uh, Dylan at Thunder Chats and I mm-hmm. are going to be in a very significant feud very soon oh, because yeah. Thunder Chats has been very much against for Tyler Hero, and I've been very much for Cam Johnson, and tensions are going to run high come June twentieth. And Very those are high. each each of your perspective schools. We know that. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They're both. They're, Cam is an excellent human being. Also very <laughs> mature. He's very mature. He is. He's a senior. No, he's a grad student. Even better. He's a grad student. That's right. He's got the maturity of a old veteran. He's an old soul. He's an old soul that can guide that bench to yeah. the place. And he probably to fishes. Go. Can he be I a hero so. though? Yes, as in Tyler Hero. He can be a hero with one R, not two. Well, we, don't need, we don't need a few R's in our heroes. I really like that kid a lot, and I think that he could have a quick turnaround. So what that's my, my pick, Tyler Hero, Hero from Kentucky. <sighs> I, and we, can, we can go ahead and wish all we want for all these guys, and more than likely, we're going to end up with... That guy from Gonzaga. No, right? not him. Nope. We're going to probably end up with Matisse Stibble. Oh, from, that's uh, right. From UW. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad about that one either. He's actually pretty solid. He is. He is. Can he shoot, yeah. though? Uh, 30, 34, 36%. Yeah. That's not, yeah, it's not good. That's not what we need. Well, great. Uh, it's, not, it's not, you know, it's not Cameron Johnson, you know, 38, 39, 40%. Uh, it's not uh, Tyler Hero, 38%. But um, he's a two-time defensive player of the year for the Pac-12. We don't need that. That's true. We don't. We don't need that. Ugh. What if I? What if I tell you that we have a deal in place to trade Andre Robertson? Ooh. Do continue. No, I'm just saying. No, no, no. I, I don't. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, <laughs> this, is, this is this is not Thunder Insider coming out. No, no, no. no. I, I was in the elevator no. with Sam Presti, and he <laughs> exactly. Told me. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm just saying. Look, Andre Robertson is a ten point what 10.4 10.5 million dollar expiring contract he is he is of value even though he has not played an entire year and a half he he has value in a trade whether we get back a a good player i don't know but again with our money situation if we have somebody already in place terrence ferguson um that took over andre robertson's spot and he can make threes and he can still play good defense I don't see why this team doesn't trade him and then maybe bring on a rookie that can maybe start to, I don't know, work towards taking Terrence Ferguson's spot in a couple seasons. Yeah. I don't think any team takes his contract just yet. He would be like a February type guy, if anything. 
Um, and and <clears throat> I know the big fad, and I've been saying this a lot lately, expiring contracts are the new cool thing in the NBA. Um, that's what everybody loves to have a stockpile of mm-hmm. just right before everything starts to go down. So um, I just don't think a lot of teams... I don't think a lot of teams would be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take that on for a first-round pick or just a move-up or something along those lines. Um, Agreed. I just I, – I don't know what we do draft night, though, as I, far I mean, as – We can go 85 different directions on draft night. I was going to say, yeah. there's, there's so many options, and there's so much that can happen up above us that can influence us, mm-hmm. um, influence other trades like – I am amped the f up about this year's draft. Like it's gonna be crazy, a crazy night. Yes, crazy, crazy, be awesome. Yeah. Uh, and since it's so crazy, go spend it at Blue Garden. Actually, Blue Garden. <laughs> so good. Spelled Blue Garden. June twentieth. Uh, spelled like with... blue cheese and Garten with a T. Garten. <laughs> so, yeah, it's. I agree. It's gonna be crazy. Um, draft lottery was also crazy so i think it's just going to keep on rolling as far as as you know getting crazy all the way around but uh what was also crazy about this draft is that new orleans is going to get zion probably so (laughs) is is that does anthony davis do anything does he like i loved hold on before we move on i loved everybody's reaction whenever it popped up that New York got third. That was I, I so just, great. It just it it was so funny. It was you know there was some you know there's a there's a a blog at the Nick Wall or the Nick's Wall something like that um, that they were doing things on Twitter and they're you know as far as you know basically wishing and chanting and doing everything they can for for Zion and. You know, there was summoning circles, tattoos. Yeah, summoning uh, circles. There was, you know, there's this shot of Jada Kiss, Fat Joe, and a couple other people at a club, yep. uh, just kind of watching the draft. The, you know, it, it was a big deal for New Yorkers. It was a huge deal for New Yorkers. And whenever they got that third pick, it was just, it, it was just the bottom fell out in New York. It was hilarious. It was funny. It it was so funny for that. But then the fact that New Orleans, of all teams, I know. got the number one pick. Like, that was so perfect for New York, too, because it was like, all right, we can still trade for Anthony Davis if New Orleans doesn't get the number one pick. And then, sure enough, it happens. Yes. So it was just, like, righteous justice for New York Knicks, who have been so freaking terrible and so poorly managed for so long uh, that I, yeah, I had a smile on my face. That number one pick for New Orleans literally saved that franchise for at least another five years. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I agree, hundred percent. I think that sad. I think that team was on the way to to moving to Seattle here within the next half decade to. Oh a yeah, decade. yeah. They were setting uh, up arena deals with for Starbucks already. Or Seattle. That happened. They, they can't catch a break, man. They are they were licking their chops at New Orleans moving, and then uh, Zion came. Yep. I accidentally called that though. I was like, watch New Orleans get this, and they ended up snagging that thing, and it changes everything. Zion changes, changes everything. everything. Yes. I, there's so many options, so much room for activities right now. Um, I can't wait. Yeah, so, like, question, so question. Yeah. So first game of the season next year is Anthony Davis in a Pelicans jersey. Hell no. I, hell, no, no I, hell no. Hell no. Hell no. I trade him so freaking quick 
and I build around what I can get, especially if I can snag whatever young, good pieces right here, right now, today, to pair along Zion for the next couple of years, and Julius Randle, and Drew Holiday, um, and then those other little pieces that New Orleans has, I dump that dude as quick as possible before he can influence Zion in any bad way whatsoever. Um, bye. That's all, folks. See ya. I... Exactly. <laughs> bye. Uh, still he, he's got to go. If, if New Orleans is smart for getting this little bone tossed at them, they do this draft night really, 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 really quick. I, I take the Lakers. If it's me, I'm trading the Lakers with them. Ooh, Y'all want them ooh. so bad? Mm-hmm. Give me that fourth pick. Let me go ahead and snag up Lonzo or or Kuzma. Pick one of those. And then let me get next year's pick, too. And then it's a deal. I, I would do that in a freaking heartbeat. Oh, I'd hold, on, I'd hold them for ransom. I'd hold them for I, ransom. I, I say give me Kuzma, give me Ingram, give me... Um, give me what's oh, the no, name? No, uh, I'm saying Ball? that's what you settle for. You yeah. ask for more. Give me all settle. of that. For, yeah. for something that's a little bit more realistic in that situation. I I don't think they need to trade him. Like, I get what you're saying, Jerry, where it's like you don't want him influencing Zion in any way to, like, you know, back out of a contract like Anthony Davis did. But there's absolutely no reason they need to trade him yet because he's still under contract with them. So, like, you can sit there and be like, all right, Lakers, what you got? Kuzma, Lonzo, a couple picks. All right, cool. Boston, what you got? Tatum, Brown, all the picks that they have in stock. All right, cool. Keep making it better, and we're going to keep holding Anthony Davis as long as we can until you give us the best possible deal that we can. And I think that's probably going to be better for them as far as, like, a trade package. I don't think they get a good package in the summer. I think if they wait until midseason or, like, probably not the trade deadline, but, like, close, somewhere close in that range – yeah. I think they I personally think Boston is the best case scenario for New Orleans because I think they can get Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and like all of these picks. So imagine Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, or Jason Tatum. Oh this year. Okay, continue. I, I think Jason Tatum is the the bomb. I think he's still it, but that's a hot take. Yeah. That's from a Zion, that's from a UNC guy. Yeah. Talking about a dude. Yeah, I, I, I know Jason Tatum. I hated him in college. I still think he's really good this in, is... the play, in the NBA. But imagine Drew, uh, Jalen, or Jason, Zion, and Gordon Julius, Hayward, Julius, Julius Randle, and Jaleel Okafor, who, mind you, had a great end of the season. He's a great five, I think. For them. That's so. the better reason to just go with it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you yeah. have like, enough pieces right now that you can hold on to. Let it go. Get rid of this guy. And the, you're saying, you're, no, no, pick. hear me out. You're saying that it's a better deal midseason. How? It, right now, you can actually leverage the fact you want to have him in your full year to make him make your team better. You might as well do it now and give me the best thing that you got because, regardless, he's going to get dealt. It just is yeah. it's not a matter of if or when or, or if, it's just when. And yeah. in my opinion, the the midsummer draft night that is the perfect way mm-hmm. to do that. Don't wait. You you get rid of him. I'm telling you, if I would go the Lakers all the way, let me try to get R.J. Barrett or or somebody you know something slide around just on accident right there because it might happen. 
Um, there's always a, a top five pick sort of weirdness that happens. So they might get something a little bit better. Um, hell, just get Anthony Davis out of there. That That's just all I got to say. I think yeah. that you, I think you get the biggest bang for your buck. You get the cancer out before you bring the team in. And then lastly, you're going to, you, you want to start training camp off right. And you don't want the unibrow in there, you know, just being stupid and looking stupid. I don't know, man. I, I hate that situation I, so bad. Yeah, that's it sucks. It sucks for New Orleans. But I think like, I think I would disagree on the fact that I think their trade package gets better as time passes because uh-huh. I think teams I think teams are going to like give them an offer and they're kind of probably going to lowball it cuz like you always lowball it a little bit. But then I think as time passes they're going to be like trying more and more to get him because every other team's also going to be trying to get him more and more as they approach the trade deadline. So if you hold out to me personally I think that gives Boston a clear chance to get him. Okay. I think if they trade him in the in the summer, I agree with you, Jerry. The Lakers will get him because Boston doesn't have is not going to trade him yet. But so we're going to do this. Wait. We're going to do this. We're betting a beer the next time we see each other <laughs> on when this guy's traded because All right. I, I we have to do this. All what right. about what, what about this team? What what about if New Orleans trots out Zion Williamson, Drew Holiday, Stephen Adams? Dennis Schroeder, and, and let's say Matisse Tibble out there <laughs> on opening night. What do you do? You think that's? I think that's a pretty good team, if you ask me. Oh man, I could see lobs for days from exactly. Dennis to Zion. Pipe mm. dreams. Let's make it happen. Oh, Russell, Lord. Russell Westbrook, Terrence Ferguson, Paul George. Jeremy Grant, Anthony Davis. I like that five. I think it's a pretty good starting five. Pretty good starting five. You know what else is a good thing? What's a good thing? Yamble. Yamble? What is Yamble? That's a great question, Alex. Yamble is our sponsor, aside from the other sponsor that we had with Anchor. Yamble is the newest hottest latest app that you can use to win money it's a lot like hq trivia now if you haven't played hq trivia you might be like what what are you talking about what does that mean so hq trivia you didn't even have to spend any money and you had a chance to win money for free and that's exactly what we get for yamble but the difference is that this is a sports betting app so how it works a you download Yamble. Uh, you can find their uh, Twitter page. I think it's at Yamble Sports. So they have the links there for iOS and Android. Click the link for whichever phone you have. Download that app. Log in. Sign in with an email or whatever. You don't even have to put a credit card in because, again, it's free. And you start placing bets. For example, if I go into my Yamble app now, I'll see, okay, Steph Curry will sink three-pointer two three-pointers in the first half. And I'm like, yeah, Steph Curry's a great shooter. He could probably do that. So I click uh, Yamble, and you can wager a number of points. You start off with 50 points every day, and you can wager up to four of those points on every bet. And they have like 40 different bets. This is just one of them. 
So I'm going to bet four points because I'm very confident that Steph is going to make more than two threes. I wager four. And if it's a six to one odds, like it is on this bet, I win 24 points from that single bet. And I bet more bets than that to get all of the, all the points I can. And whoever gets the most points at the end of the game wins for that night. So you're telling me, you're telling me that you don't have to put any money in and you can still win money? That's correct, Alex. That's a great deal. If you have $0 in your bank account, you can still win $20 every day. And so you're literally creating money out of nothing. You're, you're earning an infinite percent interest. On this the sounds like the Federal Reserve all the way. Yeah. Um, I need to get in on this. This, so- yeah. this sounds like the greatest bathroom pooping app ever. Like you just, <laughs> it is. You just sit down and put your takes in, put your picks in, and there would be a chance that you win money out of this. You're literally pooping gold. Literally. <laughs> your boss is like, where are you going? And you're like, I got to go take a dump. And he's like, well, if you go do that, you're not making me any money. And you're like, oh, au contraire. Senior, <laughs> I'm actually making $20 when I go take a poop. And he's like, wow, go right ahead. You do that. <laughs> poop away, good sir. Poop away, good sir. my good sir. <laughs> poop away. Poop to your colon can't handle it. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a free app and it's free to play. You can win up to $20, even more. $20 is the minimum for each day. But you can, they have days where they even give you like $50 or $100, I've seen. So cool. you get a lot of money from this, uh, depending on the day. So go to at Yamble Sports on Twitter or just search Yamble in your app store, whatever you use. You'll find it and start playing with us because we all have it and we love it and we play. And we haven't won money yet, but we're going to. And, <laughs> you're, and if you don't download it, you're not. And you're gonna, not going to be as rich as us. So... While pooping. While, while pooping, we won this money. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, speaking of the playoffs, mm-hmm. this. How pooptastic is this conference? <laughs> it's yeah, so it, it's bad. Speaking of pooping. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I'm watching the Raptors and the Bucks game, game three, as we speak. And pretty good game so far. Um, I think this series has the most fun built into it than out of the two series. The other one sort of sucks. Knows we should have known that's what was going to happen. Um, even without the one's name we don't speak of, the Warriors are just still rolling. Yeah, this is... this. See, so in the second round, in my mind, I was like, you know what? The, the NBA doesn't really need LeBron James. Like, it's you know, the, the NBA is doing just yeah. fine without LeBron yeah. James. And honestly, now with these conference finals, I'm like, you know what? Somebody like nice. LeBron James would be nice to have out there. <laughs> uh, kind of tilting, ba- tilting the balances of power somewhere out there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not been fun. It's been very, like, predictable, especially yes. in the West. Like, oh, wow, Golden State is up 3-0 against Portland. Who would have thought? And then After now, like... Two 15-point comebacks. Yeah. At uh, halftime. Like... I- they were def- the games individually were good because they like came back, but the series is like over. It's it's not even you know Portland's done, and it's and then like Milwaukee, Toronto, they're both good teams, but it's like eh, I don't know, like who who wants to watch that like that bad? 
I know. Like Giannis is cool to watch, <laughs> but like I, I'm not, I'm not glued to my TV if the Bucks and Raptors are playing. Yeah. I'd be more glued if it was like LeBron and Giannis or like uh, Philadelphia and Boston. That'd be cool, like to see those teams and the rivalry there. But like Toronto and Milwaukee, it's like okay, like it's good, but like not great. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just been boring. It's yeah, it, you know and. It, the only thing I find funny is like the reactions afterward on Twitter. Like I love the uh, whenever Portland is up by fifteen, um, you know people usually tweet that uh, that um, that Grand Theft Auto picture that says "Osh, here we go again." Yeah. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know, basically every time Portland goes up by fifteen, yeah, it, it's basically guaranteed that they're gonna go. You know, they're gonna go ahead and choke that game away somehow, yeah. and the Warriors are gonna come back, and the Warriors are gonna win by like ten. Like it's been. Like I don't know if Curry, 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 and Thompson and Draymond to Portland is what LeBron was to Toronto in all those four years he was in the Eastern Conference, or those four years that he was with Cleveland last, you know, the last four years. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it it is boring. It is boring. It's not fun, and we we all know the inevitable, and then we all know the inevitable probably is going to happen in the finals. Yep, it's going to be in Milwaukee, Golden State. And then Golden State's just gonna they're they're gonna win four one or four two beat the living crap out of Milwaukee. So, but hey, yeah. Golden State winning without Durant. Ooh, how yeah, about that? Me, are you telling me that Durant is? Are you telling me that Golden State could theoretically win with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, and that's and it? Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala and uh, it's almost Sean like, Livingston. It's almost like yeah. they've done this before. It's almost like 2015, wouldn't you say? Interesting. Yeah, I, I would. Huh. And you know, every every day that I see Golden State play without Durant, I'm reminded of Thunder Chats Dylan's tweet mm-hmm. that he has pinned on his account that basically says, um, "Golden State didn't need Kevin Durant. They just needed Kevin Durant to be off of the Thunder." Yeah, and that is solidified more and more. Every game of this postseason, I think about it quite often. Yeah, every yes. day. Darn it! No, yeah. not every day for me, but <laughs> quite, often. quite often. Also, also... oh, okay. I thought that I had an echo there. Uh, also, Lillard has a rib injury. Apparently, uh, it's, reported it's reported as a separated rib, which mm-hmm. I don't know what that really means because i feel like your ribs are always separated from one another <laughs> maybe more separated <laughs> than usual um, that's just like that's just like lillard has ribs that's what that sounds like i think it, it might have separated from like the sternum like the ah, cartilage type thing yeah that makes more sense the intercostals and all that good stuff i was just like i feel like that's what all ribs are like so that injuries suck don't they yeah, sure, don't it's almost they. like you can't win without your star being healthy. Who oh my like, God. You can't play to your maximum when you're injured in a playoff uh, game. Uh, Unless uh, you're the Warriors. Uh, then you uh, can win still. Uh, weird. Weird. Yeah. And then our last point we had on our script, Giannis is dominating Kawhi. So, is that surprising to you? Like, that's no. honestly not surprising to me. Like, uh, like everybody looked at Kawhi like a couple years ago. Everybody looked at Kawhi and was like, "Oh my gosh, this guy! He's you know he's six foot seven, six foot eight. He has huge hands, huge arms. 
And yeah, he dominated the NBA for a little bit there. For a little short time, he, he was very dominant. Um, but you know, somebody went to the lab and said, "Hey, let's make somebody like Kawhi, but six foot eleven, seven foot with a seven foot two wingspan, with hands bigger than his, and let's put him out there with the agility to play guard." Oh, okay, let's do that. And this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, no one expected anything else. I don't think so. Yeah, playoffs. Playoffs are kind of like meh. It's qu- quite a pile of poop. So it would have been so. It, it would have been nicer with names like you know Russell Westbrook and Paul George out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been nice. Darn it would have been nice to see. It would have been nice to see the Durant Russ rivalry. Rivalry, yes. but too bad. Darn you, separated Darn. super naster shoulder thingy. Your shoulder was ripped from its muscle. That's not great. No, it's not. All right, so um, on, on TQs, right? Yes. Yeah. We have Twitter questions, and we only have 36 minutes till Game of Thrones starts, so we're going to make this fast. Okay. So, first one do the J Taft. Qu- what? Do J Taft. Will OKC trade for a third star? Didn't we already cover that? They will try their darndest, but, but they, they will won't. not succeed. Yeah, they won't. Agreed. Unless your definition of a third star is like. He's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> star. Ursan Ilyasova. A star yeah. in our hearts, but not on the court. Um, I saw I sec- saw a tweet like, how good would Ursan Ilyasova be on the Thunder right now? So good. Oh, oh my, my God. Goodness. You'd be like 80% from three, because like Paul George would be all, like everyone would cover Paul George and no one would cover him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, give me Great. Jeremy Grant. Nine times out of ten, please. Thank oh, you. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. both. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. both. Be greedy. Um, I love it. All right. This next one comes in from at my name is underscore Kaylee. Am I your favorite Twitter friend? Sure, Kaylee. Why not? Sure. Go for it. I'm, uh, I'm, I met her at a game. She's she's a cool girl. Yeah, yeah. She's she's very involved in our podcast. We like her. So sure, we'll say sure. Why not? You can be our, our Twitter best Twitter friend. Um, and then finally, we have uh, one from uh, Andrea Stevens. Just Who's so that? Ha- just how happens to be the wife of our very own Jerry. May I add my beautiful wife that is carrying my beautiful daughter. Good, uh, good call, Jerry. Um, way, to, way to suck up there. Really <laughs> yes. Way, way to get her to listen to one podcast. Way to, way to get her on your good side. <laughs> I get try, those, guys. Get those brownie points while you can. No, I, uh, I love her to death. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, speaking of death, her question mm-hmm. was a little weird. Um, and me and her got into an argument about this. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not going to get as dark as this podcast has gotten before. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've, we've gone some, some places here. So her question was, uh, how do you guys feel about the Ted Bundy thing? Um I don't know if a lot of you guys have been keeping up with that Netflix original that just came out, uh, the Ted Bundy tapes, and then there was a Zac Afron movie uh, Afron. sort of playing out the whole story. Well, a, a very quick version of this story because it was over a multitude of, of years that this thing was happening. Um, but Ted Bundy was pretty much a serial killer, and he was a psycho. Pretty much. Um, and he represented himself in court and called himself a lawyer even though he never passed a bar exam and was able to represent himself um 
he was just he was a freaking nut. My wife's argument here with him is that the very first murder that he got accused of sent him off into this crazed killing spree that we know of now. Um, and that they really pinned him first on that. And um, the rest of them, he probably did, but it was because he was pinned on that first one. Does that make sense? Uh, no. So <laughs> he, he is just a bad person. No, I, I, I haven't seen these and I'm not I'm not too well versed in, you know, like Marilyn Manson and, and Ted Bundy. I, 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 don't, I, I usually like don't necessarily read up on those things, so I couldn't really yeah. answer any of that. I, I don't know what Ted Bundy did. So I know, I know he killed he, people. So first of all, I was I was joking about that. No, I mean, I get what she's saying, but like I personally just think that he was a bad person. Basically, what happened is like he what he just like killed a bunch of uh college basically yeah basically a bunch of women that were in like the college age years um and 12 yeah also very young um and was very good he was very like suave and very personable so people kind of like took his side during the trial because they were like he was just so enchanting um and then it turns out he did all of it. So he well, actually, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy because he gets caught for one of them. He's in jail. He's representing himself. He's in the law library. Escapes. Jumps out of a yeah. He escapes, window, which is disappears crazy. for like five years, four or five years. Uh, it was shorter sudden, than that. Yeah, and then all it was the shorter sudden, than five years. It was like it was like a few months in three. Colorado. No, what the Florida killings? No, when he was in Colorado, he jumped out of the library and they he like went up to the mountains and then they found him within like yeah, a month. But whenever he went to whenever he went to Florida is what I'm talking about. Whenever he got out of it again, he went oh, to Florida. Oh, and killed he, didn't, those. he didn't. That wasn't when he jumped out of the library. He he like got <laughs> wow. off. He got off of like somehow like he got out of the trial somehow legally and then he yeah. moved. Okay. Well, anyways. Yeah. And then he, he kills two more girls, almost kills four total in one night. Yeah. Uh, he was into, like, necrophilia. He was a weird, weird, oh, weird dude. Bad man. Very, very bad man. Very, very. But I suggest everybody go watch. If you do this, watch the Zac Efron movie first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then watch the Ted Bunny tapes where this guy talks about this in third person and it's super, 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 super creepy um, for him to talk about it in third person. Cause he's, he's pretty much saying what the hell happened. So, yep. Hey, uh, uh, Hey, Sam Presti. We know you're listening to the podcast as always. Um, this is what happens whenever the thunder get kicked out of the first round. Uh, we start talking Ooh. about this stuff in late May. Ooh. We'd rather be talking about you guys still being in the playoffs. So let's go ahead and kind of, Get that, uh, get a good team together, and and get us into the third round at least into the conference finals. So maybe next, that, yeah, yeah, maybe I'd next rather, year. I'd rather talk about Westbrook's triple double in the conference finals rather than Ted Bundy and Lillard's ribs. So hey, so, so so I got one more, I got one more thing. What's up? Who's sitting on the Iron Throne after tonight? Ooh, Sansa. Sansa. Ooh, really? I, I, still, got, I still got John. I still got John sitting nope. on the Iron Throne. Arya is about to go shank. Do you, you uh, think John's going to be the ultimate sacrifice? No. No, I think John lives. I think oh, he goes think back he, to the wall. He's gonna yeah. be. He's gonna give up the the throne to Sansa. Yeah, he goes back to the wall. Mm. I I think Sansa wins it. I think Daenerys dies, 
and John lives. I don't know how that all happens, but those, that's I think that's what's going to happen. I Arya also just love Sansa. Daenerys. Yeah, I think Arya's going to kill somebody. Arya's killing Daenerys. I'm calling it right now. Somebody, somebody with green eyes. Yes. Yes. And that's it's her. Daenerys. Yeah, that makes sense. That's my take. All right. So we got we got half an hour till the till it drops. So we gotta head out here, get our get our Game of Thrones juices flowing. But we hope you all loved listening to our Thunder talk and NBA talk in general, and other things, and Ted Bundy as and well. Pocket things that you put in your pocket. Yes, definitely put in your pocket <laughs> that I definitely don't have in my browser history right now. Uh, but yeah, we loved having. Uh, having you guys listening and uh you can find us we didn't do this at the beginning i just realized but you can find us on dash radio at 5 p.m eastern time every monday every monday uh on the nothing but net radio station so go check us out there if you haven't already go support those guys uh and what they do and you can find articles on now that's thunderbasketball.com and you can find us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder, where we always actually we forgot to mention this during the Yamble ad. We are running a contest right now for a very cool shirt designed by at Passive Juice. He's a very cool graphic designer. So if you want to win that shirt, go enter our contest. Uh, you can see the, the description there. So follow us at OKC Topic Thunder to enter that contest. Um, so with that said. Uh, I am your host, Matty Paw Sox, Go Red Sox, at they, Prime Maryland's. They won today. They won today against the Houston Astros, so I was very happy. Um, so I, I have been your host today, and I thank you all for being here. That was Alex Roig at Alex Roig NTTB, and Gerald Amir at, or Jerry Stevens, I'm so sorry, at Gerald Amir. <laughs> I got the at mixed up. All good. So with that said, again, thank you for listening, and thunder up. Thunder up. Thunder up. Deuces, gentlemen. Hell yeah. Y'all have a good GOT viewing. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's going to be crazy, boys. Later. Later. Talk to y'all. Should I wear sunglasses the whole time? Yes, you should. <laughs> cool. Look, looking like looking like Thor after he he turned into the dude. Yeah. Hell yeah, dog. This is my look now. This is my, where's my you, poker? I I am looking at the Unabomber right now. Hell yeah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying that way too much. Also, I'm just I'll. Someone will say something and be like, hell yeah, Doug. <laughs> I don't know why. I could tell. I could yeah. tell. Yeah, Doug. What is in your drink for real? Uh, a seltzer. Oh. And that was a wine spritzer. It's it's hard seltzer. I should make that clear. Gangsta. Okay. Gangsta, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get the bad boy started. 
Oh yeah, I'm hosting. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> B roll. Seltzer go. got some feeling right. Let's go. Yeah. So it's like five percent alcohol. It's like nothing. In you this. know, I'm keeping this in here, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm ready. Show the people what they want. All right. Ow. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just getting. All right. I'll clap farther away. <laughs> I mean, I can see you. I it's for the audio, dude. <laughs> I just I was trying to give you a better spot. All right, it's the third clap. Remember that in the editing. Third time's a charm. Yes. God, shut up. <laughs> we got Game of Thrones to watch, dude. I know, I know, I know. Let's go. Chill out. One hour. One hour. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.